Hi everyone, my name is the Senator and I'm crazy about books. I love reading them aloud, but my brothers can only sit still for about 20 seconds before they just run off or start screaming and wrestling. So I've decided to share my love of reading with you guys. I hope that you enjoy. Good day, folks. It's the Senator back for yet another episode of Crazy About Books, and I'm pretty sure you guys all know what it's about. <laughs> Chapter 32. The hearing was in Eternalia, in the tribunal hall. A blue banner flew from the dome, just like it had the first time Fitz took Sophie there, but this time it was for her. Sophie sat next to Alden on a raised platform facing the twelve empty thrones of the councillors. Behind her sat Grady and Edeline, Dex, Sir Aston, Damelina, and Elwyn, everyone remotely involved with the quintessence incident. The rest of the enormous room was empty. The proceedings had been closed to the public, a rare procedure for a tribunal, but Alden explained that anything involving quintessence had to be kept top secret. Each throne had a name carved across the top. Orlys had velvet cushions and a heart-shaped back covered in pink tourmaline. Kenrick's was sturdy and simple, made of polished wood encrusted with large pieces of amber. Bronte's was a plain silver dotted with onyx. The rest of the names she had never heard. Clarette, Velia, Tarek, Leora, Emery, Ramira, Derek, Nolan, Zarina. Their names alone were intimidating. She tugged out an eyelash and flicked it away. A mere two hours had passed since the moment Sophie showed Sir Aston the glowing bottle, but it felt like everything had changed. Foxfire was evacuated, a first in its 3,000-year history. A special task force moved the quintessence to an undisclosed location. Now she sat in the capital city, on trial for violating a major law. Bronte was probably salivating over the chance to convict her. Sophie sat up straighter as a dozen goblins marched into the room and stationed themselves in front of the thrones. She remembered them from Luminaria, but she had forgotten how huge they were. Bodyguards for the counselors, Elden explained. Her eyes focused on the strange sword-like weapons slung through their belts, and she couldn't help wondering what the counselors needed protection from. Alden was always saying how safe their world was. A loud fanfare blasted through the room, and everyone rose as the counselors appeared in front of their thrones. Dripping in jewels, draped in gleaming silver capes, and crowned with circlets, they made human royalty look like amateurs. Sophie's lunch churned in, churned in her stomach. Please be seated, announced a counselor with a shoulder-length black hair and eyes that matched the sapphires in his crone crown. His throne said Emery across the top. Thank you for coming on such short notice. We shall begin with you, Miss Foster. She stood and gave the world's most ungraceful curtsy. Orly moved to Sophie's side, placing one hand on her shoulder and holding her hand with the other. Answer my questions honestly and there will be no problems, Emery warned. Sophie nodded, the fear so consuming she wondered if she would be sick. She kept her eyes away from Bronte, knowing if she caught his cold gaze, she might lose it. Where did you learn the existence and location of Elementine? I don't know. Her voice trembled. Emery glanced at Orly. She nodded. What made you look for it? My universe homework? 
Sir Aston coughed behind her, like he was unhappy with her answer. What was it about your homework that made you think of it? Emery asked. Honestly, it just sounded right. Orly nodded again, and Sophie finally understood. Orly was reading her emotions, a living, breathing lie detector. Have you any idea what to use quintessence for? Emery asked. Consider your answer carefully, Miss Foster. This is crucial. She racked her brain. There was something there, an idea so fuzzy she couldn't make sense of it. I don't know. Orly? Emery asked when Orly frowned. She's confused, she said in her fragile voice, but not lying. Emery nodded and closed his eyes, placing his hands against his temples. The silence stretched endlessly, and Sophie wondered if she said something wrong. Finally, Emery opened his eyes. Thank you, Miss Foster. You may be seated. Her legs felt like jello, but somehow she hobbled back to her seat next to Alden. Sir Aston, Emery said, and Sir Aston jumped out of his chair. Orly returned to his, her throne. A telepath could monitor Sir Aston's thoughts for honesty. His mind wasn't impenetrable, like Sophie's. What stars was she assigned? They were, uh... Sir Aston cleared his throat and fidgeted. I believe they were... Emery's sigh echoed off the walls. Do you remember, Miss Foster? She leapt to her feet and gave another awkward curtsy. Yes, it was Argent... Argento, Arafuria, Penisci, Maricarion, Stygus, and Acromia. Emery closed his eyes. Can you repeat those one more time, slower? She did, noticing that Kenrick was plotting the stars on a map. He sucked in a breath. Who created this list? Emery demanded, glancing at Kenrick. I'm not sure, Sir Aston admitted, cowering. All the universe mentors submit them, and it wasn't one of the lists I made. That's convenient, Bronte scoffed, and Sophie's gaze followed his voice against her better judgment. She shivered. He looked even more frightening seated on his jeweled throne. Emery held up his hand and Bronte fell silent. Who assigned her that list? The velvet folds of his voice hardened, but his vo face remained expressionless. The, the lists were assigned at random, Sir Aston stammered. It was pure chance. Emery closed his eyes, rubbing his temples. Are you aware of any connection between those stars and Elementine? Sir Aston shook his head. I know nothing about Elementine, except its name. Thank you. Emery motioned for everyone to sit. The room fell silent again. What's going on? Sophie whispered to Alden. Emery meditates their discussion telepathically. He'll only speak once they've reached a consensus, so that the council always presents a united front. She supposed that makes sense, but she felt sorry for Emery. He looked like he would need some strong aspirin after this. Enough, Emery ordered, holding his hands out like stop signs after what felt like an eternity. We have reached a decision. It's not unanimous, he glared at Bronte. But in this situation, it does not need to be. Please rise, Miss Foster. She leaned on Alden for support. What you did was very dangerous and violates one of our most fundamental laws. But we do not believe your actions were intentional. And because of that, you will not be held accountable. You will return to Foxfire tomorrow, and no mention will be made of this tribunal. Sophie released the breath she'd been holding. Alden squeezed her hand. She was safe. It was over.
No one will knew, know the details of this incident or of Miss Foster's involvement, Emery continued, addressing the others in the room. The official story will be that a suspicious substance was found, removed, and destroyed. No further details will be given. Is that understood? Everyone murmured agreement. Good. And Lord Alden? Alden held Emery's gaze and nodded. Thank you for your assistance in this matter. Emery motioned for everyone to rise. That concludes the tribunal. I'm so sorry, Sophie said for the millionth time to Grady, Edeline, and Dex as they met her and Alden outside the tribunal hall. She wished she'd never have to set foot in the terrifying building again, but she knew she'd be back by the end of this year. Her knees shook at the thought. Dex grinned. Are you kidding? This has been the coolest day ever. I finally got to see Eternalia. Foxfire was evacuated. I missed the Great Gulon incident three years ago, but I bet it had nothing on this. What was the Great Gulon incident? She asked. Alden cleared his throat. Perhaps we can discuss this another time. There's still a few things that Sophie and I need to do. Grady and Edeline exchanged a quick look, and Grady nodded. We'll take Dex home. Where should I tell his family he's been all afternoon? The adults got their story straight, and Dex leaned toward Sophie, a huge smile dimpling his cheeks. Will Fitz get to know what really happened today? I doubt it. Excellent. I finally know something Wonder Boy doesn't. She couldn't help laughing. Come on, Dex, time to go, Grady interrupted. He looked at Sophie and smiled. See you at home, kiddo. Everyone flashed away, leaving Sophie alone with Alden. Come on, Sophie. Let's take a walk. Okay, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.